You're listening to Balancing Skincare and Samosas. I'm your host, Supreet Sohi, Master Esthetician and Skincare Consultant. I help women of color break through beauty standards to find their individual skincare and wellness journey. Join me every week as we touch on a topic that will help you with your journey. Super easy to us. It was just, you know, it was second nature to us because we grew up in that culture. We were a part of the culture. We participated actively in that culture. You know, uh, everything from like listening to the Punjabi songs to watching the Bollywood movies to like, you know, participating in the Bhangra competitions and everything. Like, you know, all of that was something that we were directly a part of. So, like, the the because that part of the business was taken care of and was so easy we really got to spend most of our time focusing on the business aspect of it of how Mm. do we make this a household name that was really uh sort of like our edge you guys have i feel like roots like no you guys definitely have reached that far i will say that and the way you guys presented. I mean, can we talk about your photo shoots, by the way? Like, yeah. you guys are always on point with your social media. So that is definitely to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can definitely talk about that because, like, uh, I think a lot of that comes from um, – that part actually comes from my my sort of deep interest and passion in – uh, mainstream streetwear so I follow all the mainstream streetwear brands the, from the biggest ones to the smallest ones uh, and uh, I'm a big part of that culture I participate in that culture as much as I participate in the Punjabi Desi culture and so following all those brands seeing how they were doing things was what influenced me to bring that type of content, bring that quality of content to the Desi streetwear scene. And I think that was definitely something that Ruskier brought to the Desi streetwear scene that didn't exist before and definitely influenced all these other newer brands to pick up on that as well. I feel like most new brands picked up on the fact that we were doing that and we're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is now the standard. Like if you don't launch a collection and have a photo shoot with a video uh, on launch day and you don't have a behind the scenes video and all that stuff, then something is lacking, you know, like we wanted to make sure that we were constantly setting the standard for the scene as much as possible and that honestly that just came from being aware for me i think that came from me constantly seeing the mainstream streetwear brands as my competition and not the desi streetwear brands as my Mm. competition i like saw it as a vision that rootscare was going to be a part of mainstream streetwear or was going to be able to compete with those guys that's how i that's always been like my mindset like i'm at that level and i want to be at that level and i want to build a brand up to be big enough to compete at that level and so that it's interesting that you bring that up because that's basically how that manifested itself and you know the content and stuff came because of that Wow. So like, that's where you get your inspo, right? Yes. And so how do you like, what is your, 
you got to tell me your like your morning routines and everything. Like how you get creative? <laughs> like the, I want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to know my morning routines. One because I'm not a morning person. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have some weird quirks and weird rituals which I've never shared on air with anyone ever before. So you will have exclusive Yay! access. To- <laughs> Um, because nobody's really ever asked me that before either so it's funny I'm just like oh that's actually a good question um so I am not a morning person at all I know people talk about this all the time especially in like in the entrepreneurial realm on Instagram everyone's like you want to be successful wake up at 4 a.m and work (laughs) out and do this and do that I'm just like you know what if you can great go for it but if you're not a morning person if you're a night owl like me then don't fucking do it like why are you trying to force yourself to change to be something that you're not right so yeah uh so I usually wake up around anywhere between like 8 30 and 9 um so it's a little bit later That's so early it's not super early. <laughs> I'm supposed to technically be at work at nine, but luckily I have a job where I get to set my own hours. Um, I wake up and if I can, like probably three out of the five days, three out of the seven days out of the week, I will, I will take a nap or I will um, take some time to just relax and spend some time in hot water. So I have a really nice big, tub and uh, I fill it up with really hot water and that is how I start my day in soaking in water just just because then I go shower and get ready and everything else but um, for me water has been I'm a Scorpio so like water is my element Mm -hmm. and so water has always been a safe space for me water has always been very comforting for me just being in any type of water body has been important to me all my life. Like I can trace this shit back to like when I was a teeny tiny kid. And when I say teeny tiny, I mean like even physically teeny tiny. I'm a big husky kid now, but (laughs) when I I was really little, I was really young. I was a very skinny, small kid. Uh And in Kuwait, my mom used to like basically sit me down in the bathtub she would turn the water on and we didn't have a shower. So we had a balti and, you know, a bucket and she would fill up the bucket with hot water and leave the water running. Um, Kuwait had free water. So there was like not a concern. (laughs) And, And so she would leave the hot water running. She would come back, assuming that I would go bathe myself. But when she would come back, like 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, whatever it was, she would find me arms completely submerged <laughs> into the bucket, head resting on the rim of the bucket, passed out. <laughs> that is too funny. That is so cute, though. <laughs> and I, I've never stopped doing that. Literally, like, falling asleep in water has just been the, you know, like, the thing that I've done ever since I was a little kid. I'm call it a bad habit, call it a ritual, call it whatever you want. I don't care. I listen to my body and that's what my body says I need to do. And so I do it. And usually sometimes it's like a, some, sometimes I don't have time to do it, obviously, but you know, most of the times when I can, sometimes it's like 10 minutes, sometimes it's 30 minutes, close my eyes and just kind of like relax, gather myself, like kind of think about what I'm going to do today and what's on the docket and just kind of like, 
be at peace with myself. And then, then I wake up and then I shower, get ready. Uh, I'm a big coffee drinker. So I, I love my Nespresso machine. I'll have my espresso with, with some, you know, with some uh, creamer. And uh, then I'll get to work. And that's basically my morning routine. <laughs> love it. Simple and easy. Yeah. yeah, it's super, so far, so easy. It's easy, right? I mean, I think it's all about like, it's definitely all about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think knowing what you, what your body wants and listening to your body and actually giving it what it wants is very important. So there are days when like, my body's like, hey, you need to go work out today because, you know, you it just feels like that. And I'll go work out. And there are days when my body's like, you should probably rest today because you are sore or whatever, whatever. And so, um, yeah, I think a lot of it is just about self-awareness. A lot of it is just about, like, listening to what your mind and body want and trying to feed it exactly those things. Yeah, and you're listening to it. And I feel like sometimes we, we talk ourselves out of listening to ourselves when it's, no, our body is telling us, like, why aren't you going to listen? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's super important. And I, I, I finally, like, you know, at age 33, I feel like I'm at peace with my body and my mind where I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm in a good place where I'm listening to both those things and giving them exactly what they need. Right. It's taken time. I feel like now I've, like, finally figured out the magic form. <laughs> yes, exactly. And And that's... And that's a lesson for younger listeners. Like, it takes time. Don't feel like you have to have all of that shit figured out on day one of your entrepreneurial journey, of your creative journey, whatever. Like, nobody has it figured out on day one. If they say they do, they're fucking lying to you. Straight up, they're lying to your face. They do not. They're in for a big surprise if they think that they they haven't figured out. Because they don't. Nobody has it figured out like that. All right. And then, so that's your morning routine and stuff. Like, what do you do to inspire? Like you go and you travel, you've done that. Mm-hmm. What else, like what kind of home stuff do you do to inspire yourself? Or with quarantine, like what's, what's a new thing you've learned? Oof. Um, honestly, quarantine was, like I said earlier, was not great for me. Not great for my creative energy, at least because I am the kind of person that needs to be traveling, needs to be meeting with friends, needs to Mm. be going out, needs to be out and about and exchanging ideas, bouncing ideas off each other, seeing different, like just being exposed to a lot of different things. I mean, even if you look at just like my childhood, I was born in India. I was living in a Muslim country in Kuwait. We used to go to India once a year in the winter uh, for a winter vacation and we used to come to America in the summer during summer vacation mm. and so just as a kid I was exposed to so much more than the average kid that all of that was building up to this uh, you know this massive creative energy inside of me all of that was contributing to it you know mm. and so as a kid I had so much creative energy pouring out of me literally i i did everything every sport imaginable i was playing whether it was trying to make music whether it was dance whether it was uh martial arts whether it was uh you know teaching like i literally would do anything and everything because there was just so much creative energy just spewing out of me and 
it was later in my mid to late twenties where I really started to channel them into specific, you know, verticals, specific channels. Like, okay, it's good to have that much energy, but you know, if I want to make a solid passive income and make that a part of my life and make this a, you know, a, a more permanent thing then I need to stop doing all the million other things and just focus in and channel one thing. Yeah. That's, a, that's so interesting. You mentioned that, like how us entrepreneurs where our minds are so creative and we love like birthing new things, but mm-hmm. that gets so, we get so caught up in that and the new shining syndrome that we forget yes. that it's, it's energy. This, all of these things require energy and mm-hmm. we just don't have that much energy to actually not fulfill it, but you know, we can create it, but then we need a team to like yeah. execute it. It's you know? the execution. Yes, exactly. And, and I have a feeling that I know for a fact, because I've taken the test many times that I'm an ENFP, which is like, uh, what's called a campaigner by the personality test. I don't know if you've ever taken that. Oh my that. God, I think that? I'm the same one. I think yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, you're, you're definitely an ENFP. Most, a lot of entrepreneurs are. We're, we're dreamers, right? So mm-hmm. we, we dream in very big imaginations. Mm-hmm. And we can, most of the times, we can achieve a lot of it too, more than the average person. Yeah. But uh, we hate doing like the nitty gritty daily you know routine mundane shit we hate like the follow through of a project or whatever we just want to dream it up and we want to have the vision and we want to sell it we could sell it to anybody for anything you know we can yeah <laughs> we could sell sand to a desert like it we could do it but following through on that is something we're not great at that's one of our weaknesses as enfps um so yeah. that's that's what like having that recognition is is good because then we're tr- we we try to work towards being better you know like okay so I'm doing this but I need to make sure I'm following up and I need to make sure that you know I'm following through with what I had envisioned um, because at the end of the day it's my project. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that. I mean, like, you you yourself have your own podcast as well that you do yes. with your friend, right? Yes. And you have so many other stuff you do on the side. Like, you're doing <laughs> the Shopify. Like, I totally see that. Like, okay, we just got to channel it the right way. Yeah, it's that. just about channeling it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, years ago, I was just kind of like, okay, clothing, that's my thing. So, even though I love, like, I have such a strong connection with music, I cannot breathe without music, honestly. And I loved making music when I was in college. I was like, you know what, that's not as important right now, or that's not something that's as feasible right now. So I'm going to put that to the side. And even in the past year, you asked me, like, what was something that I was doing during quarantine? Uh, up DJing like just mixing on uh mixing music on the side and that became like a creative outlet but again I recognize that that is just something I want to do as a hobby and that's it you know Mm. like so compartmentalizing all of those things is important and just saying them out loud is important because it it gives you the affirmation that okay 
Otherwise, we're we're out of control, you know. ENFPs. Otherwise, we're out of control. Like <laughs> we're out here trying to start a DJ business and a clothing brand and a podcast. Like it, <laughs> it's just not. It doesn't make sense. It's too much for one person, you know. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of energy. Even though you, you know, you have all this energy, it still takes a toll on you, and you need that time to recover mm-hmm. and continue doing what you need to do. Um, right. Having that. that having that solitude is super important for uh, for us as creatives and entrepreneurs, especially as ENFPs, because uh, we're so high functioning all the time um, that that private time. And I think that's where this idea of my morning routine of like, you know, <laughs> uh, soaking in hot water comes from probably that moment of solitude is actually very important for us because in that moment we recharge ourselves, we collect ourselves, we, you know, come to a place of Zen. And then as soon as you walk out of that bathroom or as soon as you walk out of that moment, you're a high functioning social butterfly. You're just constantly on trying to do a million things at once, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So you bring up a great point, like having that moment to yourself is very, 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 very important for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, even like me as a mom, I make sure I have a, like an hour or two away yeah. from the kids. Exactly. And I need my time. And just like you say, we, we come later to self-awareness of this. But the more you tap into it and knowing doing it at the right time. It's just Mm -hmm. going to make your life much more flow easily. 100%. Yeah. It's so much more peaceful when you do it intentionally. Yeah. It it means so much more and it has a much larger effect too. Um, Yeah, you're right. It just comes down to having self-awareness and um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've been on that journey in the past many years, just trying to like, be more and more free with my thinking, be more and more aware of my myself, be more and more aware of my emotional intelligence, be more and more just aware of my being and my existence so that I can function and so that I can exist in the most positive, successful and healthy way possible, right? Because it's so easy to get lost in mm-hmm what we call getting lost in the sauce. <laughs> yeah, you get lost in the sauce so easy when you're an entrepreneur. Hey, entrepreneurs that are starting off, but um, what else, I guess you would want to say to them? Uh, to entrepreneurs that are just starting out? Yeah. Uh, oof, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, it's not a <laughs> tough one just because it's like, there's so much to say. How could you summarize it all into, right? into one thing, you know? Um, the the one thing that I always say is, is definitely patience and persistence uh, is most important in your journey as an entrepreneur. Um, stay patient with yourselves. Stay patient with the market. Stay patient with the process. Trust the process and stay persistent. You know, just because and we we talked about failure already, but like just because things aren't going great right now, doesn't mean that things aren't going to get better tomorrow. And so just stay persistent, stay, stay consistent, believe in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will, honestly. And it's very hard to find people that believe in you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like it takes a lot to get to a point where people finally start believing in you. I, I don't think that came easy for us. I think it took a long time, many, many years before people were like, yeah, I believe in Sunmit and Thunmit and what they're doing. And I will stand behind them as a brand, you know, like I think that comes from paying your dues and showing that you can earn their respect and you can earn their 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 cosign and you can earn their trust right mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so yeah really just uh stay patient stay persistent stay consistent constantly keep moving forward believe in yourself more than anything else uh and have good intentions you know have go in with the intention of making some sort of positive change in the world if you think about why entrepreneurs start businesses it's really to solve some sort of problem mm-hmm. and if you haven't figured that out yet you, there's a major flaw in your business if you're going into business because you feel like you can make quick money you will most likely fail i feel like you definitely have to have in order to a, build a long lasting legacy a long lasting business or brand or whatever it is you have to have some sort of pure intention like for root scare it was we truly innate thank you for joining me on balancing skincare and samosas Join me every week as we touch on a topic that will help you get closer to your skincare and wellness journey. Add me on Instagram at skinsutra underscore supreet. And you can find me at www.skinsutraskincare. See you next week.